Hello, fellow writers, and thanks for starting your week with us here at Writing in Progress, a podcast where two full-time teachers share stories and lessons along their journey as aspiring authors. Today, we're going to share eight tools we found useful in our writing journey. There are a lot of writing resources out there to wade through. Today, we're going to talk about a few of our favorites. We've also noticed that there are quite a few expensive resources and people ready to have you pay a lot for their help. Nothing we share here is going to break the bank. Justin chose four and I chose four. So without further ado, here are some helpful author tools. All right, number eight. Guys, it's 2020 and you can find anything on YouTube. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's a subculture of authors on YouTube called AuthorTube. So it works just like a hashtag on Instagram or Twitter. They have that tag attached to their videos. If you go into YouTube and type out AuthorTube and hit enter, you're going to find a bunch of authors giving advice. John and I will actually be two of them because yeah. we are on YouTube with the AuthorTube tag. So uh, it's a great resource. It's absolutely free. And just shout outs to a few of my favorites. There's a channel called iWriterly, which is run by Meg Latour, and she used to be a literary agent. So she wow. was one of the gatekeepers, right, that uh, that got query letters. And That's she literally tells you what works and what doesn't. She has a ton of connections with great interviews with other literary agents. And she's just really got her finger to the pulse of what's working right now because the landscape is always changing. So she'd probably be my number one suggestion. I learned a lot from watching her channel. Alexa Dunn is also great. And if you're specifically into sci-fi or fantasy, Brandon Sanderson, who wrote Mistborn, Way of Kings, Oathbringer, he's one of the great kind of contemporary science fiction fantasy authors. He has a whole class, a whole lecture series on there that he did for BYU, and I found it extremely helpful. So go to YouTube, search AuthorTube. You can find all sorts of really, really, really great information. I just went to it for the first time the other night, Justin, and it was uh, really cool. Really cool. So I'm excited to explore more. I don't have a lot to add on this because I haven't really looked at it yet, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Number seven, music playlist. I have a set of playlists of instrumental music, mostly classical jazz or Yanni that I listen to when I write. It has to be instrumental for me. I know that's not true of all authors. Michael Lewis says he listens to 1980s pop songs on a loop when he's finishing his novels. Not novels, but uh, nonfiction books. I can just picture him finishing uh, one of those great books, just Huey Lewis in the news jamming on it. But uh, what I found, what it does for me, a couple things. Uh, if I'm writing in a public place, I can drown out outside sounds. But the really big thing it does for me is it's kind of like a Pavlov's dog. If I play the same couple songs over and over again, every time I write, when I hear that music, my mind drops into it's time to write. And it's kind of a little hack I have. I hear these three songs by Yanni in a row. My brain goes, it's time to write right now. And uh, I've trained it to kind of do that. So there's a little writing hack on the side for that one. I do a very similar thing. I have a playlist on my phone called Awakening, which is literally just songs that I listen to when I'm when I'm ready to work on my book. Something you might not know about my book, but most of the chapter titles are actually song titles from my favorite band, Muse. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. So um, in my story, the point of view shifts sometimes. So any point of view chapter that switches, it's that character's name. But anytime we're in Blaine's head, who's the main character, all of those chapters are song titles. That is really cool. 
and it's they they were a big inspiration for me so that playlist has a ton of they have a bunch of songs about uprising against authority and stuff like that but i'm the same with you i can't have too many lyrics i kind of use it to get in the mood um, so to speak it kind of gets me in the right mindset but when i'm actually writing my inner monologue is going crazy like i'm really having a conversation inside my head as i write so i can't have another voice messing with that so i have some instrumental stuff but a lot of times i just turn my noise canceling headphones on and put on white noise or something like that because i just need silence to listen to my brain do its thing right right all right number six i've recently joined a lot of facebook groups the writing communities and they can be extremely helpful in fact one of the things later on my list i've discovered through one of those groups so this led to one of my other tips here they're great there's a lot of helpful people on it some people like to ask questions like hey i'm having trouble with this character what do you think i should do you know that kind of stuff it is a little bit of a double-edged sword the internet always is there's some great really helpful people on there there's also some jerks on there sometimes so you have to be a little bit careful i don't personally share a lot of my stuff but i do just try to be an active member of the community and i've had people from those pages add me as a friend and join my network it is a way to find other authors who are interested in writing and kind of grow your platform because growing your platform is part of being an author in 2020. Yeah, I learned that the hard way that uh, I had a publisher very interested and they said send over his platform stuff and I didn't have very much. Right. So they became less interested uh, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on it now in this podcast, one of the ways I'm doing that. I'm excited to explore those a little bit more. I haven't got into those very much. Let's look at number five. Writer's Market from Writer's Digest. Now, if you're just beginning writing or you're near the end of a project, this is going to be really valuable to you. If you have a piece of writing that you want to see published, you say to yourself, what do I do now? I don't understand. Do I just start waiting into the internet? Writer's Digest book puts out what's called Writer's Market. It lists everywhere to sell your work. It has contests, trade journals, magazines, agents, book publishers, everything. They even have specialized ones that are just for agents or just for poetry or just for children's writing. The big one that you buy is over 800 pages long. As a testament, uh, this is how I got my agent. I bought the newest copy of this. It cost $30. I went through it with a highlighter and highlighted every agent and every agency that would represent my type of work. Then the next step you have to do is you have to go to their website. You have to look up what they want, how they want it to submit your query. It takes a long time, but it actually works. And you can do that for magazines. You can do it for small publishers. This book is a great starting place. You don't want to wade through for half an hour on the internet to get to some agent, click on their name, and they say, I'm not accepting queries. Mm -hmm. Right in the book, it'll just say they don't accept queries, and then you can just move on. That sounds like a great resource. Yeah, I'm not there yet, so I can't really comment. A little hack on that one. Uh, Almost all used bookstores have used copies of these, Mm. and you can pick one up for a couple bucks, and a lot of the information is the same. So you say, I don't have any money right now. Go to used bookstore, pick one up for two or three bucks, uh, older version, and a lot of the information will be exactly the same. Yeah, it can kind of get you to the right place at least. So moving on, number four, advanced editing software such as ProWritingAid.com. I actually discovered this one on one of the Facebook groups I'm on called Aspiring Authors. It's got thousands of members. And one of the members had an excerpt from their novel and they were asking for critiques. And one of the commenters said, hey, I just ran this through ProWritingAid.com and these were all the mistakes it found. And it's not just a spelling and grammar thing. It'll tell you, use a stronger verb here. It finds passive voice. 
it finds repeated words. It says you use this word twice in one page. So it's got these just really advanced algorithms that can find things that would be really easy to slip through the cracks. I submitted my first two chapters onto it. I plugged it in, which are chapters I've revised many times and feel really good about. And I've shared them on YouTube and a lot of people have read them. And this thing found mistakes that no one else found. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. So it's it's not perfect. A lot of the mistakes I find, I'm like, eh, I don't like that suggestion. Right. But I look at it as a very good final step. After you've done all your revision, you've done all your beta stuff, and you want to just make sure you didn't miss anything at the last minute, you kind of run this through as a final check just to see if there's anything that slipped through the cracks. I think to get the full version, it's like $20 a month, which is a little bit pricey. They do have a free trial, which is what I used. And what I would probably do if I were going to use it is I'd wait till my book is done, do a one-month subscription and go through my whole book for that one month and then cancel. So you could kind of look at it like, oh, that's great advice. like a $20 final run through of, of your work. Yeah. So that leads us into number three for me. I used a website called Fiverr.com. That's five with two R's at the end. What it is, is a bunch of people that will do writing tasks for you, uh, help you with things. And they actually have a whole rating system and star system and they get reviews just like Amazon. And I got to the end of Car Seat Conversations, The Secret Life of Dad, and I had 70,000 words. And I thought before I even have a chance to send this to an agent, I want to make sure it's the best it can possibly be. And I found a PhD on there who would go through my manuscript for $90. And that is his steal. They have a little messaging app in there. Cool story about this. One of the ways I knew that my book might be good was uh, she immediately got back and said $90. Yeah. She said, it's going to take me probably a week, a week and a half to get back to you with this book all proofread and everything. And I said, no problem, no problem. And then she messaged me again the next day and said, I'll be done tomorrow. This is really good. I was laughing so hard and from there I had to leave. So that was kind of cool. Another thing I found on there was I had someone read my query for $50 and help me kind of figure out how to tighten it up a little bit. I initially wrote my own query and sent it out to several agents. I didn't hear back anything positive. And then I reread it and I'd taken it as far as I can take it. I went on there, I found a guy for $50. He helped me rewrite it a little bit, make it a little bit tighter, gave me some great suggestions. And that was money well spent. Yeah. The query letter is a whole thing in of itself. Yeah. We could do a show just on that. Right. Like uh, I think a lot of people write their novel, they spend all this time on it. And what you got to realize is before anyone looks at your novel, they got to really like your query letter. So that's right. That one page is what's going to get them to another 150 pages. Yeah. So having someone look over that is definitely well worth the investment. Speaking of investment, number two, I'm going to kind of break the rules a little bit here because he said we're going to look for things that were mostly not too expensive. Masterclass.com, the subscription is a little bit of money. It's $180 for the year, but they usually have deals going on where you get like a second membership for free or something like that. So uh, you might be able to go in with someone if you're trying to save a little money. But I dropped the 180 on it and it has been so worth it for me. It completely changes how I write. I heard a lot of things that I needed to hear and you're hearing them from the best authors in the world, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty cool. The other thing I'll say about just in general, kind of going off on a tangent for a second, don't be in, afraid or completely just run away from investing in your writing. Yeah, I get being on a budget. I get trying to be conscious of that. But at the same time, if you're really serious about writing, if you were going to try and 
run a marathon, you would go spend money on training shoes, right? Or you think how much money people spend playing golf. Right, right. This is cheaper than a driver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're serious about this, don't be afraid to put a little money into yourself. The other thing I would say yeah. about that is once you've invested money, you're going to be more serious about it just inherently because you've put something into it. So now you feel like you have to pay that off. Something I do when I'm running and I'm struggling is I'll go out and buy a new pair of shoes. Because I know then I'm going to run more <laughs> because <laughs> spent money on shoes, right? So Masterclass was kind of my writing equivalent of that. Literally the day I bought it, I binged Dan Brown, all 15 episodes he has on there. And it was exactly what I needed to hear to understand pacing. Like a lot of the things I'm saying now, I've come to discover thanks to his advice, which got me started. You have to be able to be quicker, more efficient. And then I listened to Neil Gaiman and I learned how to write really deep and beautiful characters. Then I've listened to Joyce Carol Oates and David Baldacci and all these people that are just excellent authors. And I genuinely enjoy watching it. Not only am I learning and developing as an author, I'm also enjoying it. (laughs) So I've also done all the master classes. Thanks to Justin. They were doing a two for one and Justin contacted me and said, how'd you like this? I love it. We both binged it. We were texting each other and saying, this is awesome. This is awesome. I thought David Sedaris was really good for me, helped me a lot. And they even have whole pamphlets you can print off that's part of the course Mm -hmm. that give examples and things you can follow up with. I thought Malcolm Gladwell was great. Overall, for me, it was just a great motivator. It was a little bit of a kick in the rear. Hey, if you're going to be a real writer, you need to be writing every day. These people are writing every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I took that to heart. That sends us to number one. My number one tool and a tool I really feel changed my writing in a massive way is a very simple one, a very cheap one. It was an empty bound journal. I still remember buying a pair of journals at Staples years and years ago. I still use those journals today. I bullet point and hand write out everything first. Your mind does something different sometimes when you're physically writing. It lets me get ideas down. And a lot of times I'll just jot things in there that have nothing to do with what I'm writing right now just to get those ideas out of my head. That way I can concentrate on the writing I'm doing right now. I know that they're there. I can come back to them later. It helps me relax at night. I'll have ideas running through my head. I'll get up. I'll just jot them down in the journal. I'll go back to sleep and I'll be able to go to sleep. Even if they don't relate to my current project, they will keep hanging around my mind if I don't write them down. David Sedaris kept journals for years and years, and then he finally published a book called Theft by Finding Diaries, 1977 to 2002, and that was a number one bestseller. And he just picked through his old diaries and said, hey, this was a great idea. I'm going to put it in a book. And it's a really good book. One thing I started doing, it was actually from Neil Gaiman's advice from Masterclass, is I started writing one-page short stories. Mm. So I have a notebook, I handwrite one-page short story. And I really learned how to quickly develop a character and make a twist that pays off from the start of a page to the end of the page. And it it has made me so much better at writing, so much more efficient at writing, because I've realized how quickly you can write meaningful things. Yes. Yes. So many times shorter is better. Yeah. So I've been sharing these. You can actually find a few of them on my Instagram page. I've been sharing these with some people. And these are just like things I'm doing on the side for fun. And I've had people message me back saying, this one made me cry. I'm saving them all. Maybe someday I'll try and self-publish a collection or something. But whether that ever happens or not, they've helped me as a writer just to diversify. I play with 
past tense versus present tense. I play with first person view versus third person view. You know, I, I try different things and experiment and it's a low commitment thing because it's only one page, right? It takes me 20 minutes, maybe. Right, right. At the end of the day, all these fancy things are great, but right. <laughs> yes, yes. However you need to trick yourself to do it, do it. Exactly. All right, so that will wrap up our lesson for this week. Thanks again for tuning in. If you found these lessons helpful, please consider subscribing to Writing in Progress on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. If you want to share or rate, we'd appreciate that too. Make sure you tune in next Monday at 7 as we each explain our writing process, go into a little more detail with that, with how we write, and what that looks like for us, because sometimes finding that is half the battle. Once again, I'm John Woolley, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Car Seat Conversations, and on the web at johnwooleyauthor.com. That's J-O-N-W-O-O-L-L-E-Y author.com. And I'm Justin Kreps. The best way to keep up with my writing is on Instagram, where my handle is at J underscore M underscore Kreps, or YouTube, where my channel is just my name. So until next time, work the process, process the work, keep writing. You got this.